Hello, welcome to the Grace Rancho Weekly Podcast, where our goal is to help you, our church members, better understand the what and the why behind all that we do as church. I'm Michael. I'm here with Pastor Eric. What episode number is this? Do you not know? I don't. This is episode 35. <laughs> That's a guess. Michael is guessing because we haven't been labeling the number of our podcasts, but we were talking, we probably should. We just thought about it today. That way we could say, hey, go back to episode six and hear about why we preach expository sermons. Yeah. So if you think that's helpful, uh, go ahead and raise your hand. Ah, many hands. Mm, I see the hand. Hey, you know what we used to say at the beginning of this podcast, since we're kind of just talking right now? Nope. Uh, we used to say, so you can understand the what and why behind what we do in our worship services. Oh, And then we exhausted that in just a couple episodes and started talking about lots of other things at our church. So I modified it. Did we say that really? Uh-huh. Did you go back and listen? No, that's to that what really? you and I decided we were going to say at the beginning every time. Oh, that's funny. And I, I went back. Seems and like it. a pretty narrow uh, thing to do. We didn't know how much we would have to talk about back then. Yeah. I think we but, should still keep talking about Sunday and we do. corporate gatherings. But we're talking about the what and why behind all we do as a there church. That includes yeah. gatherings. That includes things that stem from that. Um, and all right, we've so wasted much a minute more. and a half but, already, so but let's today, go. Today, we're talking about members meetings because this coming Sunday, September 13th, at 5 p.m., if you're a member of Grace Rancho, then hopefully you are coming to our members meeting our first our first ever inaugural inaugural members meeting members apostrophe mm-hmm. not member apostrophe yes um no. our first ever Ownership. members meeting <clears throat> and i am really excited about it i think it's really going to be good for us to have regular members meetings how many of you have been to a church that has Members meetings. Nobody in this room is raising their hands. <laughs> uh, did neither Grace, of us have. Grace Orange, no? No, neither of us Grace have been a part not either. of a members meeting at a church we were a member of. Yeah. So What are we doing? Yeah, this no. is crazy. Well, yeah, it is something that I've never actually been a part of, but have become convinced that it's going to be a really, really good thing for us to do. Um, so let's talk about members meetings a little bit. So... I think we need to ask the question, why first? Well, why? Actually, you know what? That is the first thing we wrote down, but let's just say what it is. Okay. It's just members. Meeting. It dis- is distinguished from a corporate gathering on Sunday morning where it is members plus non-members plus visitors. Yes. So in the, in the Sunday morning congregational you know, um, time together, corporate worship, we have a variety of people and, and many of them might not even be converted. They sure. might, we, we just don't know. And so we, uh, we think that members, um, it's important that the church gathers. And when we're talking about the church, we're talking about its members. That's what we do every Sunday, but there's certain things that are probably, uh, more effectively done with just members together. 
Yeah, and, and, and also, when just this is about services now, but when we look at the church service, our corporate worship gathering, we see particular things we're supposed to do during that in Scripture. Yeah. Members meeting, some of the things we're going to do there aren't really included in what we see Scripture saying, hey, do this in your worship right. service. So there's certain things that church really needs to make sure we're doing, like members need to make sure we're doing and, and make sure we know what we're called to do. But is Sunday morning the place for that in the yeah. corporate you know, worship service? So members meet and they take care of things that members should be responsible for. Now mm-hmm. we're getting to the why. Okay. We have members meetings because members are responsible for particular things. Right. That's true. I agree. Such as the doctrine and discipline of the church. Okay. There you go. Do you want to like, on that? Would you, would you like to add to, to the why at all? We, we, we see in scripture... Um, when you think of starting in Matthew 18, right? Discipline, tell it to the church. We don't think that's just part. We don't think that's just elders or something like that. We think that's the church members, recognized believers in the local church are supposed to handle the final stage of discipline together. Yeah. Church discipline, Matthew 18. In a church, you are responsible to help a sinning brother or sister be restored in their walk with the Lord or, or in their relationship with others. So if people are in sin, Matthew 18 would tell you to go to them and, and seek their good by restoring them. If they don't listen, you bring along another. If they still don't listen, it says, if he refuses to listen to them, this is eighteen seventeen of Matthew, tell it to the church. Some people, I think, just either go, that means we have to, we tell the elders, or at least functionally, that's how some churches act. Only the elders really need to know um, where the text really just is clear. Ecclesia, tell it to the church. And some others think that that means it must happen on a Sunday morning gathering with everyone present, believers, uh, unbelievers, members, non-members, everyone. We have to tell it to everyone, which this text doesn't say that. Who is the church? The church is those who have been distinguished uh, from the world by their profession, credible profession of faith and their baptism and yep. their commitment to one another as members of a, of a body. So those people are responsible for one another. And so church members um, and members meetings in particular are times when we can do what the church is meant to do. And when I say the church, the church members corporately together need to be responsible to welcome in new members, affirm their membership in the church. Mm -hmm. And as Matthew 18 uh, shows us to dismiss uh, members uh, that might have been walking in unrepentance and unwilling to change in, uh, you know, throughout the whole stage of Matthew 18 church discipline, never really wanted to change. So members are responsible for the discipline of the church. That, As a church member, you're responsible for your other members just when you see them sinning, but corporately when it reaches kind of the bad part of it. Yeah, it's meant to be go to the whole church. That doesn't mean elders. That doesn't mean entire you know, gathered Anybody congregation. Who's just there. Anyone who's there. It means these church members who have made these commitments need to know. Yeah. They got to be there. Part and, of and the authority to make that final decision rests in their hands. Yeah, together, not together, any one exactly. person individually, but yeah, together 
the church as a corporate unity um, has to decide together on on these these matters and they're called to be responsible that's why even the, so the final stage I, I think this is another place where people get Matthew 18 wrong what's the final stage it's not taking their name up to the church that's True. the second to last stage so when you're taking someone's name before the church they're not excommunicated you're actually what the text says a, uh, you take them to the church so that the church might go to them, plead with them, pray mm -hmm. for them, seek restoration. Because it says, um, if they refuse to listen to the church, what does that imply? That the church is actually going after them to love and care and seek to restore them. So yeah, the church has to do these things together. And it seems like a good way to do that is at members meetings. Yes. On the front end of that, we would see the church in welcoming or accepting a new member, uh, affirming their profession of faith and saying, hey, come join us. We welcome you. Yeah, right. We, we kind of do that already. Yep. In the, uh, when we read the affirmations of commitment, we have new members up front. Here's the funny thing about that, though, is that currently in, a, in the way we've been doing things, we ask people to affirm the new members and welcome them into membership without them really knowing anything about the person. Um, maybe not having heard their profession. Maybe not yet. even having heard. Trusting in that instance, the elders who would have heard it and affirmed it. Yeah. And, and there is an element where you're not going to know every new member and you do have to of trust course. the elders. However, a members meeting does enable us to bring incoming members before the congregation, the church, the church members, prior to that welcome. Yep. Giving so, some information, here's who it is, here's how the Lord saved them briefly. And and the elders believe this, the, this person is converted, mm -hmm. regenerate, and that we ought to receive them as members, but then leaving it to the church to say, yes, we receive, mm -hmm. we receive them. That way... They feel a little bit of the weight of responsibility. They're taking responsibility for a new uh, yeah. member of the church. So it's not just kind of the discipline or welcoming, recognizing side, though. It's also the doctrine. We believe that not just elders are responsible for the doctrine of the church, maintaining its purity, maintaining the purity of the gospel. We believe that church members, individuals, again, who have committed to one another, who have professions of faith, are responsible for doctrine. I'll usually say in a membership interview, something like, um, I want you to understand that when you become a member of our church, if our doctrine becomes, um, uh, it starts swerving from clearly revealed gospel truth. I mean, we're not talking about the idiosyncrasies or the, the, the smaller details that Christians all disagree on, but, but if there are gospel issues that we are deviating from, and if you're a member of our church and you don't do anything about it, you are in part culpable because you're mm -hmm. participating in the error. So that is to say that there is a little bit of responsibility that every member has to make to ensure that the word of God is the is the doctrine that we're not only having our doctrinal statement, but the doctrine we're teaching and applying. Yeah. We, we see that first model probably in Acts 17, 
where they hear what the apostles are teaching and then they examine it. Okay, the and they say, is this what it actually says in scripture? Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you see it in Galatians 1 when uh, this the, Paul has to really rebuke the church, but he says to them, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. So he's writing to these churches and he's mm-hmm. saying, I'm astonished that you are doing this. So they're responsible for turning to a different gospel. They're, they're tolerating the false gospel of the Judaizers and um, they ought to have known better. So Paul kind of rebukes them. So that is to say that if Grace Rancho tolerates a false gospel, the whole congregation deserves the same rebuke that Paul gave to the Galatians. Like, how do you tolerate this false gospel? We're all guilty, together corporately guilty if we tolerate it. So yes, there is a part of the member's responsibility is to ensure the sound teaching of the word. Amen. Is there also an element, like in 1 Timothy, when we talk about the church being the pillar and buttress of the truth, Mm -hmm. he's not just saying, Timothy, you as an elder there, as a pastor, are to uphold the truth, but the church is all of it. Yeah, and so that's not elders alone. All the members who are, remember what a church is, are four things, regularly meeting, group of believers under the word of God, taking the ordinances, committed to church discipline, a group of people who are doing that together. That entity is a protector, proclaimer of the gospel, of the truth. It's the, that's the metaphor. That's what yep. he's getting at. It's a pillar and a buttress. It supports it. It is a foundation for it. The church isn't the truth. The church gets the truth up in a place where it can be seen and heard and understood. So, yeah, so we all work together to do that. Yep. So to recap that, okay. we believe church members are responsible for doctrine and discipline in the church, right? The teaching of the church, what we believe mm-hmm. and teach and who's in the church. Yeah. Discipline maybe sounds like the, the negative side of it. But yeah, it's just a summary. Who's word. who's in yep. and who's out? Who's who's among us? Who believes this? Who's cre- whose pre- profession is credible? Um, and then who does not have a credible profession? Mm-hmm. Yeah, discipline ex- is a fine word, but some people associate that with excommunication. It's more yeah. than that. Yeah, it's it also is. welcoming. Yeah. So secondly, though, we, we talked about why. How often are we going to have these member members meetings? Uh, we'll have them normally in a normal non-COVID year. The idea is to have them every other month. So six times a year. Right now, we're probably going to do them. Since we're not doing our normal Sunday nights, we're probably going to do them once a month. Um, And in those meetings, we will talk about the new members coming in and make sure that we're ready to care for them. We'll be praying for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll make sure that the church knows who they are and we'll do our best to uh, even provide you know pictures where we can to just say here here's new people coming in when they've gone through the membership process we'll tell the church a little bit of their story and um, and then it'll be on the church to affirm them into membership uh, if it comes down to dismissing people we'll do that together mm-hmm. um, and yeah so that'll that'll be something we'll do with somewhat regularity and as we do I think it does make us a stronger, healthier, more united church. Yeah. 
And we'll also do a few other things. Yeah. Probably. Like sort of you call it like family business things. Like yeah. important announcements. Uh, maybe recognizing certain people for certain things. For if example, someone, like if someone, like if we didn't have enough childcare, for instance. Yeah, we'd let we'd let particular needs be known that yeah. we need uh, our membership or would hope our membership. You think that'll fill. ever be a true need in our church? Childcare? Yeah, it's a, it's a need right now. Oh, really? It is. We're not currently having kids classes, but we need more volunteers for when we do. So you're saying that if someone is not volunteering for childcare, even though right now we're not able to do it, they should probably sign up? They should definitely sign up. Okay. Good to know. Um, thanks for that update. You bet. So we'll be doing needs and stuff like that. What else? Well, uh, as part of... Oh, three minutes left. As part of... Uh, kind of the discipline side or just also the care side well particular needs that members have maybe mm -hmm. when there's um, hard circumstances in their life or issues that present themselves in someone's life where we can care for them in particular ways we'll let members know that um, we will let members know when other members leave just because they're moving or when other members move back home for a summer or go to school just so they can know where the people I have committed to, why have I not seen their faces and let them know that it's not a matter of discipline or something wrong. Yeah. It's really important for our church to get used to that. So we say, Hey, everyone in the membership directory, you should seek to love and care for, right? We're saying that yep. everyone don't just get your little group, like do your best to just get to know these people, love and care for them. And our expectation, like, or I, I guess I'll put it this way. The ideal is that when someone's gone, people are asking where they are. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's not even necessarily coming from the top down. It's, it's church members saying, hey, I haven't seen so-and-so for a while. Like, that seems to me like a good family dynamic. Like, people are uh, connected enough with one another that they know when they're People are gone. This meeting that we'll be able to do will help us just give family updates. So-and-so's home for the summer. Yep. So-and-so is going to be gone this next year um, at school or whatever. Uh, So-and-so is a shut-in. And the reason they're not able to come to church is because of their health. Mm -hmm. It's not that they're being unfaithful. So the church needs to know these things because you are accountable to care for them. And we want to make sure you know how. Definitely. It, yeah. It, you hear members meetings and you think, man, what are we going to have to do? Like scan every line of the budget and like, you know, get angry at people spending too much money or something ridiculous. Like you think of all the silly examples. There are horror stories. Like yeah. what, oh, what color are we going to paint the walls this month or fill in the blank, right? Yeah, like well, let's approve every little purchase. Yeah. All, all these funny things. It's not a business meeting. It's, no. it's not. It, it's a members meeting where we're just taking – uh, responsibility for the life of the church. If you're a non-member listening to this and you're in like membership class, don't be afraid of it. Um, it Should like, they come? We No, you shouldn't because <laughs> you're not a member yet. But, but don't be afraid of membership or going through the process because you're like, oh, someone's going to hear my profession of faith, my testimony, and then they're going to like vote on me. Nobody's looking to say no to anybody. Everybody wants to hear the gospel working in someone else's life and someone wanting to commit to the church. And of course we want to affirm that. 
Yeah. And then if you are a member, don't be afraid of it. Don't think it's going to be boring. We're still, we're going to sing a hymn together. We'll pray for one another. It's not going to be, it doesn't have to be mundane and like, let's drag our feet here. It's going to be enjoyable. It's going to be, I think something is particularly unifying and even life-giving at times to the church. So be there. Yeah. It's going to, Lord willing, feel less boardroom, more family dinner table. Less, less corporate, more family reunion. Okay. Was there another analogy you would like to throw out there? Nah, that's it. That's all I got. No more. Okay. Well, that's members meetings in a sort of nutshell. Yeah. We're looking forward to worshiping you guys this Sunday. Book recommendation real quick. Oh, real quick. I got it. I'm just going to do this one. Don't fire your church members by Jonathan Lehman. It's a whole case for membership and members meetings and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. If you want a, a deep dive into why we think this is really important, his whole, the, the title of the book, don't fire your church members basically means don't remove from them the responsibilities the Bible says they should have. Yeah. And so part of the reason we're doing members meetings is because we believe you, oh church member, have responsibilities and these member meetings help you enact them. Mm-hmm. And if you want a shorter read on that, yeah. there's a little booklet called Church Membership, also by Jonathan Lehman, that you could read. The blue one? The tiny blue one, yeah. Yeah, that is a good one, too. That one's like a pamphlet almost. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Good. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys this Sunday.